welcome to the Solutions Oriented Leader Podcast. I'm Dr. Rick Goodman, international leadership expert and author of the book, The Solutions Oriented Leader, your comprehensive guide to achieve world-class results. Each week, we'll be bringing you inspiring leaders and messages to help you develop your solutions-oriented mindset for success. So if you're ready to become part of the solutions revolution, let's get started right now. Hi, this is Dr. Rick Goodman, international leadership expert and author of the just-released book, The Solutions-Oriented Leader, your comprehensive guide to achieve world-class results. And today we're going to discuss how to fix and improve your company culture. I've written so many times about the importance of company culture. And in fact, many of my keynote speeches recently are focused on that general theme also, on how it can be a tool for your recruiting, how it helps with engagement, and how it improves performance and gives your company and your team the competitive edge in order to compete in today's very competitive environment. Well, as a business leader, you can't just overhaul your whole company culture with a simple decree. You can't just say this is what we're going to be doing and moving forward, especially if you've been doing it differently for many, many years. So what have you got to do first? Well, first, you got to do some assessments and some troubleshooting. So here are some different areas that you can focus on first that's going to help you to find out which direction you need to go and what you need to fix right away. Well, first thing you got to look at is your decision making. How decisions are made in your company and on your team. Is your decision making a flat situation? What do I mean by that? It means that the employees have the ability, the power, to actually make decisions themselves, to have some sort of autonomy over their job. Employees will quickly get discouraged when they feel like they don't have any autonomy or they don't have the ability to make real impactful decisions. So are the decisions that are made at your company flat? Do those employees, the people on your team, have the power to be able to do that? Or do they have to go through layers of bureaucracy, asking five or six or seven people just to make a simple decision? Because this could be very discouraging, especially to the culture of your team. So the first thing you could do is ensure that decision-making is flat. Ensure that you're empowering the people on your team to make those decisions. And to make the decisions and stick by the decisions whether they work or not. Because accountability is very important in building a company culture. The next one is be mission-minded. You know, every company has a clear sense of purpose and a stated mission. But most people don't even know what the mission or vision statement is. And in fact, as I've traveled around the world and interviewed many leaders, most of the people on the team and even the leaders themselves don't remember what the mission or vision statement is. So you've got to be very mission-minded. You've got to make sure to embed the mission in people's heads on a regular basis. It's funny, I talk about a company called Ultimate Software in my book, The Solutions-Oriented Leader, and their mission is to put people first. Every single person from the top down knows that, and they walk their talk. And that's what being mission-minded is. So you want to make sure that your message is going to be important and it's going to be connected to the mission day-to-day and tying it with the responsibilities of each employee. Show each person how his or her role aligns with the big picture. See, when people feel like they're part of a team, when they're part of a movement, you're going to start to see your company culture move in the right direction. The next is you got to stop punishing failure. Failure is something that happens all the time. 
And we've got to learn from our failure. It's important for us to let our employees and the people on our team know that failure happens. In fact, I always tell my audiences that if you're going to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame, you've probably struck out 70% of the time. Because if you're a 300 lifetime hitter in the National Baseball League, you most likely will end up in the Hall of Fame. So it's important to make sure that you stop punishing failure. One of the hallmarks of a strong company culture is that employees feel like they have the room to try new things, swing for the fences, and potentially fail. If your response to the failure is punitive, your employees will never do anything again. So remember, you don't want to do that to them. You want to make sure to focus on the good stuff. Make sure you respond to failure without hostility. Just a simple assessment of what went wrong. I use a technique called LBs and NTs. And LB stands for like best and NT stands for next time. I'll let them know what I like best and what I might do different next time. And then I ask them what they like best and what they would do different next time. Most times people already know what they would do differently in order to fix what they've already made a mistake in. So make sure not to be punitive in your punishing of failure of any kind. And then create a culture of feedback. That is very vital because we want to get feedback from the team. That's why we're constantly doing employee engagements, 360 assessments with different companies that we work with because that helps us to give feedback and to create self-awareness. And self-awareness is going to be the key to many leaders' success. So create that culture of feedback. The team wants to feel like they can come to you with their honest suggestions and critiques. And if you don't have that mechanism set up, they're not going to be willing to come forward. And just remember, somebody on your team may have that million dollar idea to take you to the next level, and you may never hear it because they have that fear of bringing those ideas forward because they don't feel that you'll be willing to listen and hear them out without getting defensive. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to implement every idea that your employees suggest. It just means that they want to be heard. And that is the key to starting to listen. You may have some small upheavals along the way when you start to do this, but when people start to see that you're creating a culture of feedback, that you're not punishing failure anymore, you're sticking to the mission, and you're ensuring that decision-making is flat, you're going to be on your way to improving the company culture. Now let's take a look at five ways that we can help and enhance that company culture now that we're on the road to fixing it. The first way you can do is make time to talk to your employees. Now I know it sounds so simple in practice, but it can be very challenging. Many leaders lock themselves in their offices or are in meetings all the time, and they're not communicating with their employees all the time. So I like to create that culture of talking to my employees. And one of the first things I do is what I call a walkabout. And when I get to an office in a day, I'm going to walk around that office and connect with each and every single person in the office. Now, obviously, if you've got 500 or 600 employees, it may be very difficult. But the more that I can engage, the more I can connect with them on a regular basis, the more they're going to feel okay with coming to me if there's a challenge or a problem that they're facing. Also, I go around and I ask everybody if they need any help. Now, I don't just do this once in a while because if I do this once in a while, I know they're going to say, what's he up to? He must want something. He never asks me if I need any help. But if you're very consistent with asking for help, you know, and your people see that, they're going to know that you got their back. And again, it's going to help them to get over the hump to communicate with you more effectively, which may just make a huge difference in changing the culture of your team. 
And simply by involving them in regular communication, you've already made your culture better. Next, you can focus on flexibility. These are the days when your team members want more than anything else the chance to be flexible. Whether that means working remotely, coming in an hour late on Friday mornings, or having a more adaptable PTO structure. So think about ways you can inject some flexibility into your employee experience. You know, sometimes we just have a casual day on Fridays and that's something different. But today, it's a lot easier for people to possibly work remotely on occasion, get things done, and also enjoy the benefits of spending some family time. So focus on flexibility if it works within your organization. The third thing you could do is encourage professional development. So ask your employees where they ultimately want their careers to go. Find out what they want to be when they grow up or where they want to be in five years and then provide them with support structures that they need to achieve those goals. I see it happen many times in hospitals and in healthcare where, in fact, my sister was put through nursing school and she started out as a cardiac cath tech. So there's always opportunities for growth. So if you're a solutions-oriented leader and you want to change the culture of your company, you want to make sure that you provide those opportunities. Whether you're sending people to outside seminars and workshops, or you're bringing in someone like myself to conduct those workshops right on site with all your employees. So make sure to encourage the professional development and give some flexibility on how they can pursue these continuing education courses. The fourth thing you could do to really enhance your company culture is recognize your employees. Everybody wants to be loved, appreciated, and respected. They need it like the food they eat, the air they breathe, the water that they drink, and the rest they get to survive. So we want to make sure that our employees are recognized and they feel appreciated. There's a number of different ways you can do it. You can give them a day off on their birthday. You can have an employee of the month honor or simply giving public shout outs for employees who achieve something. Many times I would discuss how I'd go to an insurance company years ago and John Smith would be at the front of the room and he would announce the winner who had the most sales for that month and they would give that person a certificate and a pen. Well, that certificate and pen might have cost them a dollar, but every single person in that room wanted that certificate and that pen. They wanted to be that person at the front of the room next month. It's a great way to stimulate your team. It's also a great way to create a symbolic focus, which we'll talk about in another podcast. And it's also in the book, The Solutions Oriented Leader. So you wanna make sure to do that, create that appreciation, the employee of the month, something that you can do to recognize people and get everybody involved. The fifth thing you can do is give people room for innovation. I was just reading a Price Waterhouse Coopers study, and it said 77% of leaders are looking for two skills in today's new workforce, and those are innovation and creativity. So that means you gotta make room for innovation. You gotta consider ways that you can give your team members more room to try things and innovate new solutions without the fear of failure. See, it's often when people get really excited about coming into work that knowledge can follow their instincts. They can use their creativity and come up with better ways of doing things. And when they come up with better ways of doing things and they're more happy, it's going to cause your retention to increase. You're going to attract better people and you'll be on your way to building a better company culture. So if you want to fix that culture, just some of those simple things you can do is make sure that that culture, the decision-making is flat, Make sure it's mission-minded. Stop punishing failure and stop beating yourself up. Start to make sure that you're creating that culture of feedback 
And once you've got that handled, then make sure to continue talking to your employees, get them involved, focus on flexibility, encourage professional development, because the more your team is involved in developing themselves, the more they will lead others. And last, make sure to recognize those employees. Recognize, recognize, recognize. Remember, everybody wants love, appreciation, respect. Create that symbolic focus. Create that employee of the month. Create those awards. Something that you could do to recognize people on their birthdays, on their anniversaries of working with you, whatever it may be, because it's gonna lead to greater appreciation of their jobs and also retention of employees and attracting new and better people to your team. And last, give people room for innovation. Everybody needs that room to innovate. And certainly, if your company is going to be competitive, if you're going to get ahead, if people are innovating, if they're figuring out new ways without fear of failure, and often it gets comes with people who are really excited about coming to work every day and bringing their knowledge to the, to the team. When they can get excited, bring knowledge to the team, they're going to help to grow the team, and you're going to have ideas that come from all over because people are going to be growing and being involved. And that's the way you can start to fix and improve your company culture. This is Dr. Rick Goodman coming to you from the Solutions Oriented Leader podcast. Make sure to like us on Facebook and, and check us out on iTunes. Make sure to follow us on iTunes and, and give us a rating there. We'd love that. And make sure to go get your copy of the Solutions Oriented Leader. In the month of May, we're going to be giving every single person who purchases the Solutions Oriented Leader book from Amazon or Barnes & Noble and takes a picture and sends it to info at rickgoodman.com, we're going to send you a free Audible book download. So we'll send you the free codes. So go out there, get the Solutions Oriented Leader today at Barnes & Noble, on Amazon, Amazon Kindle, on the Nook. Show us your receipt, take a picture of yourself, send it to info at rickgoodman.com, and we'll send you a free Audible copy of the Solutions Oriented Leader. Till next time, make sure to check us out at rickgoodman.com and make sure to go out there and make it happen. You are the Solutions Oriented Leader. Start thinking in solutions and become part of the solution revolution. To learn more about solutions-oriented leadership, please visit our website at rickgoodman.com or feel free to email me at info at rickgoodman.com and please subscribe to the Solutions-Oriented Leader on iTunes or your favorite podcast app to get your weekly episodes automatically.